Hola, you're listening to La Chica Sul Crime, a podcast where tres amigas sit down and talk all things true crime for Hispanic and American crimes. This episode of Las Chicas del Crime contains explicit content not suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. ¿Quién somos? I'm Osa. I'm Kat. And I'm Jen. Y somos Las Chicas del Crime. Woo! Nos fuimos hasta abajo. <laughs> Yo. Sorry. <laughs> Bebe, ¿qué fue de usted? I don't know why. Every, every time someone says hola, that's literally what happens. <laughs> I go into the song. Okay. I don't know why. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Well, you know, I, I was, I was, I was, re- I was listening to a podcast I think I told you guys about. And... Uh, it it was something, it had, I don't know, I don't know what the podcast, like, what the episode was about, but they were talking about pedophilia and stuff, mm-hmm. and they were talking about how, like, a lot of people have it, you know, mixed up or whatever, and apparently, like, from what they said, do not quote me, that's what they said, they're psychology, psychology, psychology. Oh, that podcast. Okay. and they said that it's normal for people to be attracted, attracted to I guess post pubescent teens, like after they they hit puberty, it's just not obviously it's not normal to date them and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just saw a tweet about it, and I don't know how true that is because I haven't done my own research about it. But that's a whole box. That is a whole box, and I'm not gonna tweet about it because <laughs> I wasn't Too sure. That. I just you know that's what they said, and I was like, oh well, that's interesting. <clears throat> well, but yeah, I just you know, random fact that I heard on a podcast. I hope people say that about us. Like random fact, I hate them. <laughs> I hope so too, because that's where I feel like we be not everything be off the wall, but we still be giving you shit. I feel like not every person out there knows. So I feel like someone does. Like not learned. Not. I mean, if you don't learn it, you could also quote it. Just like you said, I heard on this podcast. I heard that the girl say. I heard last chica. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Just rub it in your We'll have to teach you, Osa. We'll teach you. Yes, please. Off record, because if not, this shit going to be a shit piss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so. <It's> <laughs> what? I don't know what she said. She, she's, she's. I think she has an inside joke within, within. I, within. Very within. <laughs> Damn, the <laughs> Bring out the words. You know what I'm saying? Do them. Oh. Oh. It's so funny. Actually, can I wait till we um like start doing like this, like recorded and posted, so they could see that sometimes we don't even know what Cat be laughing about because we don't know. It's just really Cat just laughing, and we just are happy that Cat's so happy. Bro, facts. <laughs> this is so true. 
Okay. Sometimes those be the best laughs though when you're just laughing, you don't even know why. You're just fucking laughing. Oh my god. That shit happens to me all the time with my friend here. Like I just be there and I be thinking of stuff and I, I just be laughing. Sometimes she gets it, but most of the time she just looks at me like bitch. <laughs> I know you lying right now. Shout out to Kier. Shout out. I don't think Shout she out. listened to us. Did she, I'm say, did she even listen to us? She said that she heard the episode in which I'm talking about the people that wake up with puffy, like, faces. And she was like, this shit ain't got nothing to do with crimes. Bye. And I was like, well, you just heard some of my jungles. <laughs> wow. All right, Kira. If you're listening to this, I'm going to need you to step it up. Step it up. Yeah. Actually, um, yeah, I'm going to tell her to listen to this. Shade for listening to us. She said, Ooh, like, shout out oh. Yeah, she was like, I really like the meal. I didn't even know what she was talking about. She's like, Are you recording soon? I was like, Yeah. She's like, I love the new little thing you guys are doing. Yes. I'm like, yes. Yes. Uh, All right, Shay. Thanks, girl. Ooh, Ooh, shout, shout out to, out to my Shay. best friend. Okay. I know, I feel so bad. She's fine. She's to sleep through a fucking We're hella loud. She's literally the next wall over. No, but like she could sleep through a fucking hurricane, hurricane, tornado. Wake your ass up. What? Like before, like before Michael and stuff, when I used to have my little holes come through and stuff, like the next day I would tell her and she was like, what? You had somebody here last night? I was like, oh yeah, I'm pranking the but um, she would like just never know. Honestly, I could have just not told him she would have never known. Yeah. Okay. But I always told him. Keep on sleeping like that. Okay. Keep on sleeping sure did oh i know we've been we've been real busy lately like holiday season is one of my high seasons so facts 2020 don't fuck us up at the end i know i Hopefully, know you know i mean i know things are not gonna automatically change like within you know but hopefully something shifts and you know we can go back get life back to life normal yeah because I saw that in Australia, they were already having an EDM concert yesterday, the day before yesterday, because they did what they were supposed to be, be blah, blah, blah. they did what they were supposed to do, mm-hmm. and they're, they've been COVID-free for eight months. Look at that. They listen. Uh, I'm to move down under. They follow. I mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing that, because I know I cannot do the last thing. Oh, I almost spit my water out. I lose the Australian accent faster than I can. I can hold on to London accent more than I can Australian. Yeah, right. I can't really hold the Australian accent for the life of me. I just say down under, but that's about it. <laughs> that's as far as that goes. You got two words. I got me. I just got to make sure I say it right. <laughs> And I always like put myself in my Steve RIP to my dog Steve. Oh yeah, Steve Irwin. For real, I always put myself in his. I always wanted him. She's so beautiful, and she has so much things going on. Like she's following like his footsteps within like herself, and like I think she put out a book. I believe she's like. 
Father's daughter yeah. to the T. And so is the her little son. boy. Yeah. yeah, it's so crazy. They're definitely keeping his legacy alive, yes. like through like what he did, his service, like the zoos and the foundation yeah. and all of that. And um, but I always wanted to be his daughter. Like I was like, I wanna be Steve's daughter, I wanna work with <laughs> animals, <laughs> swim with the turtles, like yeah oh my god i'm on tiktok and actually i'm gonna send it to you i follow this girl who bought a little turtle uh-huh. like you bought leo and it became a hundred and like seventy pound tortoise and it's huge it's brown i don't know what oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't even, I didn't even think of that a hundred that has to be a tortoise turtle yeah yeah tortoise turtle and because leo won't ever probably get that and she like she had to like built a whole like thing for her for the tortoise uh-huh. his his name is tiptoe for tiptoe oh, yeah. it's a tortoise because they walk in their, in their tiptoes yeah, yeah, yeah that's what his name is and like he she has like they made like a little a little poo for him oh. and like he gets in his little poo every day and she feeds him yeah, flowers that's my goal like I just That's so cute, and I follow I, her just because of that. Because I, yes. I thought of you, and she's—they're so cute. Like one day in life, when I have my home, it's gonna have X amount of rooms. It doesn't matter how many, but it's gonna have a plus one room because it's gonna be just a Leo room. It's gonna be like mostly a sun room. Leo's gonna have entire infrastructure up in that bitch, like little little tanquecito right here with a little pool with a little basket like yeah. go all the way around the that is so room. cute that is his gonna be his room michael and me are getting a parrot for sure that doesn't know that oh the little ones the like green blue and not the big ones that talk oh the real room yeah. okay i was thinking parakeet and you're no, talking parrot parrot i okay. grew up with a parrot his name was widow and i i used to, ah. Love him. Oh my and, god, that reminds me of Queen of the South. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and uh he he used to just say cuss words to like the kids and really? stuff. And then but to my grandma, well my great grandma, she will always know what like the family was doing because he was niche on the family. Yeah. Like he'd be like, the girls went to see boys <gasps> at the river. The girls went to see boys at the river. Yeah. Dang, he was yeah. snitching, snitching, snitching. Not me, my mom and them. I, I was. Oh yeah, okay, young. okay, okay, okay. Yeah, like I saw him, and then somebody just like broke into my aunt's home, my grandma house. Like, don't tell me they stole the parrot. They stole the parrot. So honestly, I feel like it was somebody that they that the parrot knew because he was gonna snitch on them. Because why were you steal the parrot? I know they're not gonna give you money for him. He was old. Like, imagine if he got stolen like maybe five years ago. Oh, and he was born like he was already like a, a grown parrot when my mom was young, and I'm not gonna tell you how old my mama is because she'd be listening to us and, and she she'll be offended. <laughs> but my mama older, you know, she, she, she's a little older than me. But she look yeah. great, okay? She mama look great. great. Mama do look good, okay? Mama but, do. But I, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like she was, he was very, very old. Mm. So I think he was gonna snitch. Mm-hmm. I really quick while we're talking about parrots, I read this article. <laughs> it is random, but it's um, the only time I can talk about this parrot just so story. You, just so you guys know, this just became an <laughs> Animal Planet podcast. <laughs> Chica del Planet. Um, Chica del Planet. Send content ideas. Send content ideas. Tell me your favorite animal. <laughs> I will pose my dogs. <laughs> Doing Unless your animals, we please. We really are at heart like animal lovers. Yeah, we, we really are. We really talk about our animals. And our Honestly. 
But I saw this story at whatever zoo somewhere in the world that had to separate uh, parrots in the zoo because the parrots were instigating and teaching the guests how to fucking cuss. What? I love that. So they had to separate the parrots <laughs> in the zoo. Honestly, and I know it's so bad, but little kids' cousin be funny as fuck. Yeah, right? for real. I, I the day I'm my son is start when my son starts cussing because I cuss a lot, somebody's gonna have to tell him about himself because I won't be able to because I know I'm gonna be laughing. I'm dead. I'm dead. And like, I honestly feel like cuss words is not the worst thing in the world. My 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 like. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just think that you need to know where and when to use them, and that's it. But I just know that even if you're, I mean, I'm speaking for myself, don't, and if you don't want your kids cussing, then you teach your kids not to cuss. That's your life, okay. and that's your kid. Okay. I talk about me. When I was little, I started cussing when I was young, but I used to, like, not obviously stand around my mom and, like, my parents, because I knew I would get in trouble, but I would also still cuss low-key. And one day, m- Someone in the family, like, did a hairstyle on me that I did not like. And that was the first day I ever cussed in front of my mom. Because I was like, this shit is ugly. (laughs) And I knew I had fucked up, like, the second I said it. And I got out from the chair and I took off running. I didn't run fast enough. They got my ass, popped me in the mouth. And that was the first time I ever got in trouble for cussing out loud. Got my ass, she said. For real. Got your ass. What you say? Bofeta.com. Literally, like, damn, I, I never got hit in my life. I think I, I got, got hit more for saying the shit was ugly and disrespecting the person who took the time to do the haircut or the I hairstyle. Mean, but if this shit was ugly, my son better tell me. <laughs> yeah, you don't okay. like it, don't like it, because then I'm going to keep taking you back to that person. My boy going to be upset his whole life and then hate me. So Then, like, for me. cousin, but I think it was, like, the putting together that and it's like damn i was just saying i didn't like it no my mom's hit me twice one of them was with the candle never forget it and (laughs) the second time was with the percha the one that's really hit me though the most is my sister my sister don't beat my ass a few times i ain't even gonna lie oh child she done dragged me but outside of that my mom never really hit me i got away with all that shit i'm not gonna lie oh oh so okay oh <laughs> like hey, <laughs> I always pop my little pimples in between my movies. So <laughs> let the world know. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 normal, guys. You ah, get, you get oh oh, Mila, Mila, go. We're having Gen attack. Go. Gen is under attack. I repeat. Go. Jen no. is under attack. Just Send here. help. <laughs> Send S-O-S. help. S-O-S. We got Go it. Through. Blink twice for help. <laughs> Yo, my friend Vanity, she's so funny. She sent me a message and she was saying something. And she said in the voice message, blink twice if you agree. And I thought it was the funniest thing because I heard a message like five hours later. <laughs> and I literally blinked twice and I'm like, she can't see me. I'm like, uh, uh. <laughs> um, uh, bueno, when a start or what? Yeah, so we're continuing on. You already know our series of the Golden State Killer, and <laughs> 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 I 
we were getting ourselves together here. <laughs> yeah, we just haven't talked to each other in a long time, in a while. So, you know, we had to catch up, say our little jiggles and shits and stuff. But we know why you're here. We know why you're here, and we're going to give it to you. Why? We're going to finally Osa's turn. It's finally my turn. Ooh, and ooh, ooh. it's so funny because I actually have to read my notes this time because I didn't do them this morning like I usually do my other notes. Because I do the way I do research, I'll do research for three weeks because I could do research like listening to it, but I can't write them down at work. So like I just write my notes down. Like I do like little notes on my phone and then like actually put them together the night or the morning before. But this one I have been working on for a while. Yeah. So like I've been, you know, I have to actually read something. So today I am finishing up our small saga with quote unquote the night stalker dun 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 who would later be connected <laughs> to the vincilier uh ransacker and the ear, uh, east area rapist uh, ear who for many years will also be known as Eron. and if you listen to the book by michelle mcnamara it it's they don't explain it and i didn't catch on to it <laughs> until way later but until actually i read another book about it but that's what like they call them because they put them together and uh michelle felt, felt like rest in peace she For felt real. like that that name wasn't catching on like you know it needed something catchier which is why she named him the golden state killer um so in this episode i'm gonna be talking about his crimes as a night stalker since jen already spoke about the vincilia ransacker and kat already spoke about the east area rapist um his name is the original night stalker because there's another <laughs> night stalker Ooh. which it's my paisano he's mexican and his name was richard ramirez richard ramirez R-R. and he might cover him might might not stay, stay tuned, tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> come back for more um always come back for more. <laughs> you better be subscribed and it's so funny because my godson's name is richard r as well and his last name is not Ramirez, but it's pretty close to it. And I always, I'm like, oh, mom, you know, I'm researching Richard. And then I say my godson's last name all the time. And she's like, what, what did he do? And I'm like, he killed all those people. Like, what are you talking about? She goes, your godson? I'm like, oh, yeah, wrong our last name. <laughs> um, so... Uh, the original Night Stalker crimes took place from October of 79, 1979 to May of 1986. The first crime attributed to the original Night Stalker is the crime Cat last talked about in her um, episode, which, you know, I'll give you guys a little refresher, was the crime in which he attacked a couple who had been ready to be attacked and fought back and since he couldn't like um control the both of them he was ran off and when he ran off he was chased by their neighbor who happened to be an fbi agent whom he shot didn't kill but he shot him um and the fbi agent gave a like a port like a talk portrait about him and this is one of the portraits that like 
is sent out like at that time and for a really long time they kind of go based off of like that portrait but the portrait kind of doesn't look like him so yeah. i think that you know it sucks that you know he gave the wrong description and i, I can't understand i mean you got shot and it was dark and you were running like you're not going to give an accurate description so it kind of sucks maybe i maybe they it steered the wrong way Maybe not. Maybe that's why he wasn't caught in a, in a, for a long time. Yeah. Maybe not. Like, it, it might have not had anything to do with it. But, you know, he did give the, you know, no. unfortunately the wrong description. I, I think it did because Eron together, as Ear and then ONS, together between, there were so many different sketches that were put together by yeah. witness, 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 victim, survivor, there were so many that that is the reason why current day will, you know, by 2018, when he was caught, um, they, the FBI, when they came back out and said, you know, we're looking for him. Well, I think it was like right before 2018, but, um, they came back out and said, we're, this is still an active investigation. We're still looking for him. This is who he is. They had literally wiped out every single sketch and they broke, they came down to just three sketches. And those were the three that they were like, these are the three that we want to stick with, that we're going to make the official three sketches for him because there are so many out there that it was misleading people. Yeah. It was throwing them off. And I just want to mention this. The reason why that case got re reopened was because of Michelle. Yeah, I mean, for sure. And, and they want to discredit her too. It's a mess. Right. So messed up. Which is why I wanted to say it. In her book, um, which is called, what is the book called? Being uh, in, in, in the Dark. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And you know, I just feel like it needs to be mentioned because it it, it was because of her. Like whatever, you know. She put in a lot a of lot work, of work a that lot of she put a lot of things together that other people weren't putting together. And then, you know, of course the detectives yeah. did their job, the DNA happened to do their job. I'm not saying no, I'm not taking from the detectives who worked it. All I'm saying is that she helped a lot. But, she also contributed in addition to everything else that was done. Facts. And a lot of times her attributions are like discredited and taken away very from her. Much, very much. Like, so. no, like in a very straight up way, she literally died for this. Literally. Literally. <laughs> like, also, um, if you don't know, this is also a documentary on HBO Max. Please go watch it. Thank you. Very Thank good. You. Yes. Um, so this is when, when after he was ran off and, you know, he shot, he shot the FBI agent. Two changes occurred, like, with his crimes. He moved, like, far, farther south. And he did something that doctors, like, doctors that had been looking at his profile and detectives that had been, um, like, uh, searching for him as uh, ear said... Uh, they had predicted, which was an, a change in his MO, which was that he would start killing. Mm -hmm. um, doctors told detectives in, in the case of Ear that he, he just needed a re, like an excuse just a yeah, yeah. To, to kill, but he wanted to kill. Mm -hmm. um, so like I said, his victims almost getting the best of him was the quote-unquote excuse mm -hmm. that he, you know, in his mind, needed to start killing right he felt like he couldn't let victims 
get away, get the best of him, and keep seeing him. Because a lot of victims, like Kat said, they were they were coming out. Yeah. Survivors were giving out sketches and stuff. And, like, he knew this because he was following the news because the first time he attacked the couple, he did it mm-hmm. because the news said that he did not attack couples. Yeah. Right after that is when he attacked the couple. So he was following his own crime. Even and, from the beginning, from yeah, when he was Vesalia. Yeah. Yeah, because remember also he was a cop and he was the same cop yeah. on his yeah. own cases. Literally, he pro- the, the lead investigator on his cases. On his own cases. So it's like, it makes sense why he got away with it for so long. Yeah. Until Michelle yeah. came and started putting a lot of those inner, in between pieces together. It does, yeah. Because she was actually one of the persons who dropped the idea into Paul Holes of submitting the profile into these websites. Yep. He was the one who did it. But yes. she couldn't but do it. she, like, kind of planted the seed in his head and was like, yep. uh, check, check this out. And honestly, like, what you guys are saying is so true because if you think about it, he had so-called MOs that weren't really like of him like i think the fact that he did it around construction houses and around um houses that were for sale he might have done that like on purpose to mislead investigators so they wouldn't think that he was a cop because of rip the one thing of the profile of his profile was that he was in the military Mm -hmm. so he knew that he kept doing certain things they were going to find out that he was a cop because they didn't they didn't think he was a cop he could have been a cop until i think way later like yeah. at first they just said that he had a military background and that's it um so detectives tried warning the precincts down in south california but unfortunately like we said precincts were not working together they were not listening um so now we'll talk about his crimes as the original night stalker and when i speak of like first second and third i know he has killed somebody before but this is only as the original night stalker um so his first murders contribute to him was on december 30th 1879 this was the case of dr robert offerman and his girlfriend deborah manning oh wait 1979 yeah what did i say 18 Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was like, wait. <laughs> sorry. I wrote it down. We went notes. real far back. Oh, real far back. back. <laughs> He's been ghosting me. Um, and they were bought, both shot dead in Dr. Offerman's home in Santa Barbara. So here in these crime scenes, you know, there's there's no survival. So there's not a lot of like. You know, in a lot of other ones, we have the mm-hmm. victims coming forward and telling us how, like, how she did stuff. Yeah. But from the crime scenes, it, he kind of kept his same MO. Like, he will tie the woman. He will tie the man. He would make the woman tie the man. He will put plates on the man's back. And then he would take the woman out of the room, uh, have his way with him, rape her, kind of ransack the house do all that but then he added killing them importantly right. like we can't tell who he killed first or who he can't kill last but he did kill the both of them both of them yeah um so he like i said stuff kept being the same way he kept talking down on his victims 
same thing as the MO. The only thing was that he um, got a little more violent and started killing. On March 13th of 1980, he will go into uh, to the Ventura home of Charlene and Lyman Smith and kill them both as well. At this time, the police did believe that these two murders were connected, but they had not connected it back to uh, any crimes as him as here. So then he moves farther south, and the third case of his, as you know, the Ranger Night Stalker, happened on August 19 on 1980. I keep saying 18. Mm-hmm. 1980 in Laguna, Miguel in which Keith and Patricia Harrison became victims to the night soccer. In this occasion, Patricia was raped, then killed, and her husband, her husband Keith, was killed. So the, it is believed that in the other two, the woman was also raped, mm-hmm. but there was no, like, um, Body, uh, fluid. fluids to, compro- like, to prove that they were actually raped. Um, uh, then on February 6, 1981, he killed Manuela Witham in Irvine. Manuela was staying home alone due to an emergency surgery her husband had to go under. And I mentioned this because I believe that he still stalked her as a couple. Like he was going in mm-hmm. to kill a couple. It just happened that, you know, that she, he had the emergency uh surgery and it was out of his hands when he went in he did still go in trying to kill two people but only found manuela and a lot for a long time people thought are never gonna say that go ahead the husband yeah yeah, the husband did it and in this case the husband's brother Mm -hmm. was the was the lead investigator yeah and they are to they they at that time they believed that it was him covering for the brother because they did believe that the the husband had did it and the brother was covering for her, his brother. Yeah. Um, and his brother, and I, some of the research that I did, his brother said, like, that was one of the toughest things he had to do. Like, A, go into his sister-in-law's house. crime scene and, and have that. to help his brother clean up. Because back then, there wasn't a crime scene cleanup crews. No. It was like, oh, here we are the to collect of- evidence yeah. and we're gone and good luck That's cleaning it. the shit up. Yeah. So the Look husband that. and the brother who's the detective or the law enforcement, I don't remember exactly his role. I think he was title. just like, he had just been like a, a policeman. I don't think it was. A they had to be the ones who clean up Manuela's crime scene. And then the brother said, you know, the toughest thing was literally sitting down face to face with his brother and because his brother, the husband was like, you know, it kind of sucks that they keep thinking that I did it. And the brother, the law enforcement officer, was like, well, did you? And then he was like, that was the toughest thing I ever had to do is literally ask my brother, did he kill Manuela? And then he said that he saw in his brother's eyes that he truthfully said, I did not do it. And it wasn't like they could just up and, and move because they had just purchased that mm-hmm. home. Like they A had lot of his ju- victims had just, just moved into those yeah. homes. Because those were brand new, um, uh, you know, brand new. Which is the houses. one, and I will say when you said that he he did do a lot of things that threw police off. Like he would tell 
in the middle of his crimes, I'm gonna get in my van or got my friend waiting for me. Yeah. Or I'm gonna go north towards whatever. Or and he really wasn't doing any of that. But I the one of the main reasons why they thought he always committed these crimes around vacant homes, new homes, construction homes, is because he used all of those to be able to get away faster, faster. to do crawling better because if it's an empty home no one's gonna care like who's really in there um and that's one of the main reasons why he did always kind of choose what yeah. those vi victims who unfortunately were just moving in just bought a home some of them for unfortunately fortunately were moving out mm -hmm. so wild so, okay i said that's just wild yeah he was wilding big wilding um, so then after that, in, in 1981, he killed Cherry Domingo and Grant Sanchez in Galera. Belita. Um, Belita, thank you. This, these two victims, well, his last three victims, but I'll talk about them and then I'll talk about his last victim. These three last victims are very, like, kind of known if you go into them because uh, Cherry's, Sherry's daughter is very outspoken mm -hmm. of, um, you know, of what happened. And she had like a lot of hard times because she wasn't living with her mom at that time. They actually had just gotten in an argument. Yeah. And when she got caught, like she, the last thing she told her mom was that she wanted her out of her life. And then when she Oof. got called back, she, I mean, when they called her and they mm -hmm. told her to come and they were both dead she, you know, that was the last thing she told her mom, and uh, she... That's tough as hell. Bro. That is tough as hell, and she, there was a time where she, like, because it was so hard on her, she became a... a, a, a it's not coke, it's what? It's... Me, uh, me, is it meth? No. Heroin? Crack. A heroin addict. Yeah, a heroin addict, and she's doing better now, but she, she, she has had it a really hard time. Yeah. yeah. And she yeah. talks about it, and every time she talks about it, because I've seen a couple of interviews with her, like, she kind of laughs about it, but I, I think it's, like, to hide how, like, it's not how she really yeah. feels. Yeah, because it's, and it's always, like, she lets this, like, small, like, like, I don't know, it's very, it's, it's very sad to watch or listen. It's one of those, like, <laughs> kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's, it's just really bad. Like, it's terrible. So, um, then for five years, he went quiet and there were no crimes committed that were attributed to him. I don't know if he did commit more crime. They don't know if he committed right. more crimes, but there was none attributed to him. But honestly, I think he could have went a long time without, like, without committing crimes because after he stops committing, you know, raping and killing stuff, he just stopped. Like, he never does go back. Mm -hmm. And he, I mean, we know he was alive. And no, we could get into that. He doesn't go back, right. He doesn't go back to fully committing crimes, but he kind of sneaks in into his previous survivors' lives yeah. in a weird way. Um, so then on May 4, 1986, he will claim his last victim, Janelle Cruz. Um, again, she was only one woman, but this is not the, the fur from his MO, because just as, because um, Janelle was known to have you know, a lot of friends, and she was very popular, and it is, it is known that the day that she was killed, she had a friend over, and it had, 
it has seemed like she had been having friends over uh, a lot because her parents were out of town and her sister was like up in the mountains working at like some type of camp. So she didn't like to be home alone. So I believe that once again, he stalked her believing mm -hmm. that there was a, 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 couple a couple in the home. Um, so like I said, he was attacking a couple. Uh, Janelle was wasn't still is his known the last known victim of the golden state killer janelle is always is also another victim that is very known about because his her sister is is very vocal about you know about what happened everything to yeah it was it was uh, janelle's sister michelle right and yeah uh cherry's i think it's michelle Janelle's sister and then Cherry's daughter. Uh, oh, I thought you were saying that Janelle's sister's name was Michelle. I was like, I don't think that's her name. No, no, no. Is yeah. it not? I thought it was. No. That's what I meant. Maybe no. I'm wrong. I don't think so. It's, it's, it was Michelle. Maybe I, I could be wrong. It's a lot but of it names. Is a lot of three. people involved in this entire research. The, the Cherry's mm -hmm. daughter, uh, Janelle's, Janelle's sister, sister, and Michelle were um, emailing back and forth. They were tight group. Yeah. They were the three chicas, the original chicas. <laughs> <laughs> for real. You know, it's crazy because for the Janelle crime, like when I was doing some of my research, she, like, he is just so wild the way he, like, takes time to, like, stalk his victims. Study them, yeah. Study them because he, like, Two times did Janelle hear noises while her guy friend was there, and they just dismissed it. And then the guy friend left, which actually, if it was me, either A, my friend was never leaving, or B, I'm leaving with my friend. If I've heard rooms in my home twice, and then after the friend left, that's when he killed her. Yeah. So. What up? Mm. Uh, oh man i don't know it's just messed up but like his whole thing of like sitting there and really just studying his people and figuring out like their schedule and when they're going to be home and when they're not going to be home who's going to be there who's not going to be there like it's like bro why do you put that much time into it you know what i'm saying like like he would he dead ass would study his victims for like two three months I remember during my research that was one of his things that it, he would take like two three months to yes out. and and not only that, like, he will break into their house before actually, yeah. like, committing their crime mm -hmm. so he could, like, open windows and, and unlock doors and stuff like that. So, yeah, he took, he... That's why towards the end, like, people were coming home and that was the first thing they were doing. They were, like, checking their Everything. entire fucking house. Yep. My shit good or don't need to call the cops. Yeah. And that's why I feel like that was obviously one of the reasons why he also started well later after he gets caught we kind of also know why he was taking breaks because it was when it related to his life you know child was born and he just kept moving and in job and they were more than just him literally getting away because his sketches were looking so much like him and then also where his life was at but also because People are catching, like, on the little things that they could do to help prevent, like, walking in the home and checking the windows, and it's like, oh, shit, doesn't seem right. Let me call the cops. So, I don't know. He was just super meticulous and super everything that you can think of for someone yeah. who's smart and has the time, and it's just that monster who literally wanted to just continue to harm people. Yeah. 
throughout years. Yeah. Yeah, because even after he stopped um, um, committing those type of crimes, he started calling some of the exactly. victims. And he... Previous you know, survivors. Yeah, and he would... He just, it wasn't... You know, he didn't say nothing too crazy. I mean, well, kind of did, but, like, you know, it was just things like, do you remember me? Like, and then his voice was distinctive. So he was you know, terrorizing his victims all over again. Yeah. Or he would just breathe on the phone or yeah. he'll like call him you whore. Yeah. Or like like also said, just just any way of terrorizing survivors, he was going even to. just saying, Do you remember? Like of great of course the victim is gonna know. Yeah. Right. Like seriously, who who would not know that? Like, I know exactly who the fuck you are. And then yeah. Yeah, so those were like, that was like around like 1991, I think, is when he started doing those calls or did some of those calls. And then after that, Paul Holtz comes into the picture in 94, finds the boxes. Yo, Paul Holtz, that's... So, like Kat just mentioned, actually, during his committed crimes as a night stalker, he like still have, was living a pretty normal life. He bought the house in which he still lived at when he got arrested, and he had his first child. Um, sick. Wait, I don't think his house down in South California. That's yeah. He bought the house he got, he was arrested in when uh, as when he was a nice. Was he here? Oh. He was arrested in Sacramento, East Sacramento. He wasn't arrested. No. Ar- ar- he, he, I don't know where he was arrested, but that's the house that he bought is the house where he, where he lived at, like the uh, house that he lived at. Um, after his life of crimes, his right after Jan- like his last, last victim, which was Janelle, he had his third daughter. Um, and he started working as a mechanic and then shortly separated from his wife, Sharon. So after that, from what I heard, he worked at like another market, like a little market thing. And then he retired and he pretty much just like chilled the fuck out the rest of his life. And so- you see, the, how do you do that? How do you go from killing people for like 30 years and then out of nowhere you just stop? I have no idea. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I have no idea because like all the other serial killers that I that I read up on, they um they don't have that type of cooling period. And right after the like their cooling period, they kind of go bunkers. Right. So he he had a lot of like self um control when it came to to shit like that because he pretty much did stop raping and killing. So cold turkey yeah yeah i mean i don't know that man was a monster for real yeah and the fact that he was like able to um to like terrorize so much like so much and for so long because you know he he was he was a criminal for a long time yeah um and then i'm finally in march 18 march 2018 his, his DNA hit was a hit through a DNA database, which Kat also talked about. Yeah, but like before that, um, some of the research that I found, it was a, a little struggle. Like, Paho had to weigh a lot because first for him to make that connection between 
the ear and the original Night Stalker, fortunately, thank God, there were some pieces of evidence that were left in Contra Costa from three, only three of the crimes had evidence that he could use. And those three, he was able to put them together. And then he wasn't able to kind of make a match with Santa Barbara till later because the same, was it? One of the labs, I think it was Orange County. I think Santa Barbara might be in Orange County, but he had to wait for his lab to get up to date with where Orange County's lab was at. And it took years. Like, I think he found the boxes in 94. Like four and, years. Yeah. And then like, finally he did that like in 97, I want to say. So from like 97, 98 to like 2002, okay. he had to wait for evidence in the lab to catch up to the Orange County lab. And then finally, I remember the late it was the scientist lady and him were like going back and forth on like uh, genetic markers. And they were like, yeah, that was a hit. Yeah, that was the same. Yeah. Oh, it's a fucking match. And, and then that's where they connected the East Area Rapist with the original Night Stalker. And then that was all put together. And people think that, well, I thought that before they explained it, like, I thought you just put somebody's DNA in and you just get a hit, but it, it's not that easy. It's a really long progress yeah. and it took a really long time. It took especially a back years. then. Like they had the they had the technology for that time, like top notch, oh my god. But it was still so much slower than what we have now, of course. So and it now. still took hand looking at these markers and making sure that they were the same, even after having the entire DNA, like fucking what do you call it the whole strip of how many and not markers. only that because the person who put their name their dna into the database was not a what is that called like a first family member what is that a direct family member to him mm, yeah it was like a third cousin so they had to narrow it down uh -huh. they had to narrow it down like uh i think his family was from so they narrow it down by like obviously like the age of the times. They narrow it down by the locations and like if they had any the, um, the immigrants that came mm -hmm. like because his family was immigrant like an immigrant from Europe, but I can't remember and if he they, was from French or Italy. I don't and remember like that. And they narrowed down to Italian. five like French. What you is said Italian. 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 That's what I thought because I remember that that they spoke about that. Because D'Angelo was like a common name. Oh, duh, his of, name is D'Angelo. Uh, like, which of the Italia numbers? and <laughs> Italia of Italy. And um, that's like, like Kat said, they kept narrowing on, narrowing now, but it still came down to five. Those um, five were like. Those five, like, cousins and stuff. <laughs> like, <laughs> ah! It's a joke, yo. <laughs> All right, Kat. No, I'm kidding. Uh, it's an inside joke that she actually gets, which is not even funny, which is what's funny because it ain't funny. That's what's funny. Well, how is it an inside joke if it ain't funny? It's <laughs> oh. <laughs> an inside joke because nobody wants to talk about them people. Cat want to bring them people. It's just like, funny, bro. bro. Like today, she's brought them up like six times. Well, because the only time we talk about it, like, relate to it's funny. Um. So yeah, and then after he like finally narrowed down to five, it just kept going. Bro, the way though that he was, so he was the most number one suspect out of the five. And then it was like, this is the one, but now we have to find ways to like get his DNA. And Paul Ho said in one of his like interviews 
that he it was his last day as a detective like yep. he was retiring and he was sitting in his car outside the home like he was ready to bust in the fucking door and be like hello um da 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 please let me get your dna kind of thing and he's like you know the best decision that i could have ever possibly done in my entire career not was not that. busted the door and just let it be the whole case would have been thrown exactly out. and so finally they get like a tissue dog a fucking tissue of his trash and that's the gotcha moment i literally had that in my notes i've been waiting this whole entire time to say this <laughs> that was the gotcha moment gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> and they fucking compared it and the shit came back like it was him and it's crazy because they were finally able i mean he tried to get out of jail prison because of covid bitch died yeah in jail with covid yeah. bitch. okay well, i don't give a fuck about you old man literally and i did look it up just now and he was caught in citrus heights which is in east sacramento and that's also one of the things that made a lot of the victims feel like are you fucking kidding me what the fuck so much more about it because he literally came back from making his way all the way the fuck down south back into the deep suburbs of uh east sacramento and which are called citrus heights and continue to live his life like it was nothing with his grandchildren and his fucking boat and going fishing and his doctor daughters all his daughters are doctors and like it was nothing like he did not fuck all these people's lives up and he was just till fucking doon 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 life caught up on his ass that's crazy i can't imagine i literally wish i there was someone who could tell us what it was like for him on the day that the FBI said in recent years, like right before 2018 when he was caught, we're still looking for your ass. Like for what he would feel at that moment, like, damn, you know, I, I think I got he away. knew because I'm pretty sure he kept up with a lot of yeah. stuff and a lot of stuff, you know, it's open to the public. And um, there was this other case. I don't remember the name of the case, but he was also caught through that type of DNA, like the ancestry DNA. And when they called him, they were like, do you know why we're calling you? And he was like, yeah, I know. He was like, I knew that um, technology would catch up to me. And he was just probably, like, he just pretty much that. Um, yeah. Think- April. Her name was April. The girl, little girl that was killed was April. Oh. Um, and she, uh, you know, they brought him in and I think that that's what, you know this man did too i think the angela was just ready because he didn't yeah because i was gonna nothing. say i think he in the end when they out, came knocking he just, just kind of gave them a look i don't remember exactly if it was a literal like i that looked like okay you got me or just he just didn't put up a fight he didn't put up a fight he knew that's what they were there and it was his fucking i mean fight. i think He's also a little too old to be putting up a fight no offense but i mean he could have went out you know when he got arrested, he was a little heavy set. I ain't gonna lie. I mean, I'm not saying go go fight the police officers well, MMA yeah. style, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. Most like I feel like a lot of serial killers would have just like probably off themselves, especially if the crimes he committed. But also, I mean, he he did. He's not charged with all those crimes because he, he couldn't be mm-hmm. right. The statute of limitations. Oh yeah. Oh, so I actually I had a comment because I've been I kept listening to a few things after even I was done and so 
the only reason why there was a little bit of hope at one point is because the statute of limitation clause change in California to where it was okay so it was six years but there was like a little gray area there that if they were able to identify oh this is when DNA came around if they were able to identify the perpetrator by DNA they had one year for the DA to prosecute them which is why this fuck ass D'Angelo still got away because even when the DNA profile came out for him it like it we took, took more than a, yeah. Yeah, it took longer than a year, but um, I think those murders that oh yeah, he, they got him for the murder is what he yeah. is in for. So he, let me see if I can if I still have so 23, 23 charges that he was uh oh wait twenty three like twenty one because two of these I counted and they're not so like twenty one charges where he was being charged in pled guilty for but there were so many more he was being uh made to admit the crime yeah, uh-huh. he just like he literally said i admit i admit i admit yo watching those fucking court procedures i know man that was rough that was another part of it all yo and the victim statements, I still, yo, still again, shout out to all the survivors, dog, that went yeah. up there and faced this man. Absolutely. With pride just to, like, be able to be like, I won. You did not. Like, you fucked my life up, but I'm still here and I won. You're in jail. You lost. Yeah. Forever. To you, rock. You finally got what you deserved. Literally. So shout out to all them. There's so many, so many of them came out in physical form. So many of them came out through victim advocates and just gave statements to be read. But every single one of them, it's as valuable as the next because fuck him. Yeah, no, big facts. Fuck him. I think that like honestly, this is one of the most craziest stories to me, just because not only like how he did hit, like, what he did, but just how long it all took. Yeah. You know, and just, like, everything, how crappy the justice system is in terms of, like, you see that police departments don't communicate with each other even though they're part of the same state. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There was just so much about this specific story that makes you realize, you know, just, like, how fucked up it all is, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah, there are a lot of moments in the years of his crimes that's like what the fuck like that again no way like it's just a lot it's a lot and i guess i mean after all of it i guess the tiny bit of good happy ending is that he did get caught he did fucking end up in prison he did get charged he did not win and he just gets to I wish he would have got caught sooner. So either A, he would have got the death penalty or B, he would have had more years to rot in jail, prison, damn it. But we can, we take what we get. Big facts. He, he don't worry. He, he, getting, he getting all what he deserves. He getting all what he deserves. For real. So that honestly concludes our Golden State Killer series. Trifecta. For real. Facts. Yay! Hope you guys liked it. It was something different, but it was something we 
we're so passionate about just coming out here and telling you guys about we're really yes. like crime this case leave us um, feedback please let us know if y'all was digging it if not what you weren't digging <laughs> right you know do tell us how you feel about these please all these episodes this particular crime us telling you this crime this case we want to be sure we're bringing y'all what y'all want to hear yeah it was good even though we're still gonna talk about the cases we want to hear but still the point is yeah y'all's feedback so let us know and leave us five star ratings only please thank you very much (laughs) thank you come again with another five Subscribe, like, and rate. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Las Chicas del Crime. We hope you join us next time for another episode full of crime y chisme. Give us a follow on all of our socials, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, which we will list on the description of this episode. Please also rate our show and leave us a review as that helps bring awareness to our podcast. We appreciate it. Gracias.